Welcome to this episode of the More Than Just a Type podcast. I'm so excited that you are here right now. Thank you for being here. And honestly, I'm trying to think what's new. I just got off this like really, really fun conversation with somebody who you guys are going to adore. I can't wait to share this episode with you. Um, I'm not going to spill any beans yet, but I'm still kind of buzzing from it. So really excited to share. And on that note too, I started this podcast back in 2019 when I guess I was just kind of struggling to, you know, find the answers that I was looking for really specifically in terms of fitness and type one diabetes. But I just, I mean, first of all, I started a blog and then that turned into the podcast and it was just a way that I could share information that had helped me with you. And then it was just such an amazing feeling when some of the information that I've shared that have helped me has also helped you along your journey. And that was the whole point. And so often I feel like, well, for me personally, like I felt so alone growing up with type one diabetes. I didn't really know anyone. It was never really discussed or talked about. And it's one thing having social media, but what I've come to realize is that through this podcast, I have met so many more like-minded people. Like all of you guys who are listening right now, if we were in a room right now, I honestly feel like we would be best friends. I don't know about you, but I just feel so grateful to you for being here because it's because of you that I feel less alone living with type 1 diabetes. And this platform, this podcast, (laughs) I feel like it's a, a way that has allowed us to connect on a deeper level. And it's so exciting when guests come on the podcast and then you guys like make connections with them. And it's just a way that we're all able to connect and help one another and make each other feel less alone living with type one and have friends that are going through the same thing. And so That being said, I just want to thank you for being here and also thank you for your support because it's honestly because of you that this podcast has had the ability to even reach as many people as it has. And there's nothing to me that means more than that. Like it's just such a nice feeling knowing that we're all in this together and we're not alone. And when you do take the time to rate and review this podcast, it actually expands the reach and it makes it possible for even more people to come across this show and connect with one another. And so it's, it's not just because of this podcast, it's because of your support of this podcast, if that makes sense. So Thank you so much for your support and for being here and for all you do, like just for being yourself. Thank you. And if you have not yet taken a second to rate and review this podcast, it just takes a couple of seconds, but it really does mean a lot. So if you, all you have to do is scroll down on whichever app you listen to podcasts on and tap those stars to rate the podcast. And if you feel called to do so, please just leave a quick review and let me know what you enjoy most about listening to this podcast or maybe even just one of your biggest takeaways from any of the episodes that you've listened to so far. Thank you so much for your support.
And last but not least, if you have not subscribed yet, please take a second to subscribe to this podcast because that way you won't miss out on any of our upcoming episodes or weekly content. All right, let's go ahead and dive into this episode. Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. Today, I'm answering some of your questions on diabetes and weight loss. This is kind of a big theme right now, I feel like. I don't know. I don't know what your goals are right now, but weight loss, it's, it's a thing. So the very first question that I have from you guys, how do you get rid of sugar cravings? I want it all the time. More insulin makes me hungrier. So my first take on this, my answer is filling, I don't know what your diet looks like right now, but filling up on more protein during the day, that can be super beneficial because protein is hunger blunting. It's more satiating. And the more you feel full, you're not really, you're less likely to crave other foods. You know what I mean? So that's a big one. And then just filling up on more leafy greens and veggies, that can be huge too. More fiber, right? Like, I don't know what your meals look like, but if you make a conscious effort to eat a lot of fiber foods, a lot of really um, fiber rich foods, that can also help. It helps you feel more satiated. I just, I don't know why, but I feel that when, and it's like an 80, I don't know if you've heard of the 80, 20 rule, but if you're filling up 80% of like high volume foods, such as a lot of leafy greens and veggies and stuff like that, you just, you feel better. You're less likely to have cravings. Your blood sugars are better, right? Like there's so many things. And also for me personally, when I was craving sweets a lot, it was because I was purposely not allowing myself to eat them. So that would kind of cause me to like overdo it when I would eat them. So I think just finding that healthy balance for you too, right? Because eating sweets isn't going to, it's not like going to stall your progress. It's not going to, like you don't have to cut out sweets in order to achieve your weight loss goal. It's just about, you know, calories at the end of the day, because to lose weight, you really want to maintain a calorie deficit. And so just being mindful of everything, right? Just staying on track. And if you're, you are filling up and making a conscious effort to fill up on more protein with meals, I don't know how much you're eating, but that can be one that's tough for a lot of people to hit every single day, right? To get enough protein. Um, just eating a lot more leafy greens and veggies. Like those simple little things alone can just make you feel more full and crave sweets less if that makes sense. The other things too, like if you're exercising regularly, drinking more water, if your sleep is really good, these are all things that can also help cravings, in my opinion. Like it's it's helped me. And I don't know if you've ever, you're like, oh, sitting around, you're like, I'm so hungry. Like I just wanna grab a piece of chocolate or whatever. If you go for a walk, it's like you suddenly just, you don't really want that anymore. It like makes you want to eat something more, I guess, 
healthy. <laughs> so that's what I would say. And just, yeah, just those little things, honestly. And sleep is such a big one too, because sleep completely just throws everything out of whack. Like you just have weird cravings. So if you're not sleeping well, that could be something just, just to be a little bit more focused on. Next question. I run low all the time. How do you make this work for you? Really good question. And this is some, something that we cover inside of my fat loss program, but there are some things. So I know it totally sucks when you have lows all the time. Like it's so defeating, especially when you're trying to lose weight because it's like you're exercising and then all of a sudden you have low blood sugar and you're like, cool, I am now stuck consuming all of these calories that I just burned. So that can suck. But if you are counting calories, uh, which if your goal is to lose weight, you might be counting calories or tracking macros or just being more on top of the things that you are consuming, right? Because to lose weight, your goal is to maintain a calorie deficit. So what I would recommend, this is just one tip, but one thing that you can do is like, you can look at your calorie goal or what you're eating. You can look at it in ter- like instead of looking at it in terms of the day, you can actually look at it in terms of the week. So add up your calories, like whatever it's set, maybe it's say 1500, that's your deficit to lose weight. You can add that up and kind of look at that number as a weekly goal, if that makes sense. Because if you go low, say you eat 1600 calories, you go over your calories by 100 grams, then, or sorry, not 100 grams, 100 calories, then you can essentially borrow calories from the next day, right? So then it kind of gives you just the option to, and the flexibility to eat what you need to eat, treat lows when you need to treat them, and then still not feel bad because at the end of the week, if you're kind of like balancing your calories out on a day-to-day basis, you're still in a calorie deficit for fat loss. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. But that's just one tip. And honestly, the other thing, and you probably already know this, you're like old news, but I would honestly just kind of, like you wanna prevent those lows. That should be the number one thing. So really maybe just, do you have a Dexcom? Are you using a continuous glucose monitor? Looking at your trends and trying to pinpoint areas that, like when you go low, like why is why am I low right now? Is there anything that could have affected this? And maybe you need to adjust your basal settings. Like maybe you need to do a basal test and just see like, is the basal that you have set right now, is that too much? Because our bodies are constantly changing. And that's another thing is like, I found my basal never stays the same. It's like, I'm always just going back and forth, right? Uh, but just testing and seeing how much basil you require can be helpful because especially if you are on your fat loss journey and you're losing weight and say you're working out, you're building muscle, you're going to become a lot more insulin sensitive. So chances are you're going to require less insulin, less basil to keep your blood sugars in range, right? So that's another, another tip. So yeah, just keep that in mind. And then sometimes, yeah, just looking at your trends and pinpointing areas throughout the day, like can be so helpful and underrated too. Because for me personally, when I take the time, and it's all about awareness, right? But when I take the time to pay attention to those things, I'm always like, oh, I know exactly what happened there, right? Like it just makes so much sense. But when you 
are busy and you just get stuck in the day-to-day doings of things, it can be easy to not really make that a focus and then be like, why, like, why is this happening? Um, like for me personally, most of my lows I would say are caused by either rage bolusing or just giving myself too much because my blood sugar is a little bit higher than I want it to be. So (laughs) that's kind of my thing, but yeah, I hope that's helpful to you. Next question, how many calories should I be eating? I'm starting to track macros again. Yes, congratulations. Tracking macros is one of my favorite ways to lose weight. Um, And so yes, really good question. This question comes up very often. It's like one of the number one questions. And so in terms of calories, again, like this changes for everyone. So it's really hard to give you an exact calorie goal without first knowing like what are you doing right now like what is your activity level like throughout the day and what have you been doing in the past and like what are your goals Uh, obviously weight loss but is there a timeline like just kind of diving a little bit deeper into all these areas and like what's your lifestyle like so many of these things will factor in and really determine the amount of calories that your body needs because when it comes to weight loss it's we're all so different even if two people were to weigh the exact same amount their activity level throughout the day is going to be different likely they probably work different jobs their lifestyle like everyone is different right your lifestyle is probably not going to be exactly the same as someone else even if you have the same sort of career right um and not only that but like your exercise, again, that goes into activity, but like your training routine might be different. Um, Just so many things go into it. So that's why even if we were to weigh the exact same amount, the amount of calories that our body need in order to achieve our goals would be different. So it's really an individual thing. But I can tell you uh, that, and this is one really easy method, Anyone can do it, you guys. It's super simple and it's one of the most accurate ways to really know how many calories and how much food your body requires individually. So for two weeks, this is what I want you to do. Track your body weight every single day, weigh yourself and track your food intake. So on an app like MyFitnessPal, track how many carbs you're consuming, how many macros, how much fat you're eating, and how much protein per day. And write these numbers down. Like keep track of all of this for two weeks. Don't try to hit any special or magic number that you think you should be hitting. Like I know a lot of people will jump into my fitness pal and try to hit 1200 calories a day or something, but that can actually not be <laughs> the right thing for everyone, okay? So just don't try to hit any targets. Just use it as a tool when doing this to really get an idea of like, based on everything that you are consuming right now, like what your diet currently looks like, how much food are you consuming? Don't try to change anything. Just eat as you normally have been eating. Because if you try to change stuff, you're not going to really know like how, what's going on. So for two weeks, track everything as you are normally doing, record it, After the first week, you're going to look at your averages, like tally up your average weight and then the average amount of calories that you've consumed. Um, You can do that by adding up all the numbers, 
you know, weight one column, calories one column, getting your average of seven days, and then do the exact same for the following week. And then after two weeks, compare week one to week two. Have you gained weight? Have you lost weight? Have you maintained weight? Like having that data is really going to help you determine, okay, my weight has actually increased a little bit based on all of these things that I have currently been consuming, based on my current diet and my lifestyle and everything. My weight has gone up a little bit. So that way you know if I decrease my calories, like if I eat a little bit less than that, I'll probably start losing weight. So that gives you a really good idea, right? And then, I mean, the data tracking everything is just so helpful. So that is my recommendation to you. I can't just give you a number without like knowing your situation a little bit more, but doing that tracking thing can really give you more of an accurate idea of like how much food your body needs and where you need to start in order to start seeing results ultimately. All right. Next question is how long did your transformation take? So this was actually, this is a question that came up a couple different times. So my transformation, I mean, once I started, okay. (laughs) I mean, when I think back of my fitness journey, it was like years and years and years, right? But from the time that I started tracking my macros and really being more conscious of calories and just everything that I was consuming and strength training and just really applying everything in a proper way, it took about four months. Four months of consistent effort and four months of patience because there was times when I was like, yeah, I don't think this is working. I don't look any different. Like the scale's not budging, but I kept pushing forward. And then after about four months, it wasn't like I had this amazing transformation, but I could notice a big difference. Like I had more muscle, I looked leaner, I felt better, I was stronger. And then at that point I was like, oh my God, I kind of love this. I'm gonna keep going. And that kind of gave me the motivation, right? So um, yeah, four months for, for me to start seeing results. Transformation wise, like ultimately I think, uh, I mean, I could say six, six to 12 months, but I feel like once you reach a certain, a certain place in your fitness journey, it, you just have a new goal, right? So it's like a continuous journey. Um, but I would, yeah, about four months before I started seeing real results and then, you know, maybe another eight months around there before I was like, okay, dang, I'm like at my goal. And then a new goal happened. So yeah, bottom line there, if you are on your own journey and you want to lose weight, just don't give up and just know that it's probably going to take a lot longer than you think it is. And life happens too. So setting, and this could be like a whole different episode in itself, but really setting realistic expectations, not only timeline wise, but just knowing that there might be some days that don't really go as planned. So then just adding on a little bit of extra time to what you think can be helpful because it does take a lot of patience and a lot of consistency. Last question, how do you get all of that protein every single day? I get like 20 grams. What do you think about shakes? So, and this is honestly, this 
it's not just you who's struggling with this. It's literally most people, like a lot of people that I work with, myself included some days, it's just, it can be a difficult macronutrient to hit. Um, but it doesn't have to be as challenging. Like when you are mindful of it, you can actually hit it super easily. Um, shakes, totally doable. Like I always think of protein shakes and supplements as something to supplement your diet, right? Especially when you are in a fat loss phase, because if you're filling up on shakes all day, like those aren't going to be super filling. Um, so filling up on like meals that contain a lot more protein are probably going to make you feel more full, more satiated. You'll have less cravings. Um, but in, but yeah, shakes can be great too, especially at the end of the day, if you're like, I still have 20 grams of protein that I need to eat, then there's nothing wrong with having a shake. And for me personally, I did an episode about this a couple weeks ago, actually. I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes. But I find just, you know, a lot of the time I'll eat egg whites, eggs, lean ground turkey, boneless, skinless chicken breast, low-fat Greek yogurt, um... Just all of these things that I consume really help me. One great snack is putting a scoop of protein powder in a serving of low-fat Greek yogurt. It's super filling and it can really help because that alone, like one serving of low-fat Greek yogurt is like 20 grams of protein and then your protein shake might have like 20 grams. So that's like 40 grams of protein right there. So there are a lot of ways that you can hit your protein if you're super mindful of it. And even filling like for snacks and stuff, turkey slices, um, there's just so many things like that, or even making enough chicken for the week and then cutting it up and eating like half for lunch and then half for a snack, right? can be super helpful if you just want to grab something, but that is how I basically get my protein. I do a lot of meal prepping and I eat a lot of like chicken. Um, I always buy my chicken free range, but an organic, <laughs> but chicken is one thing that I do eat and yogurt and I do supplement with protein powder. I love first form protein powder. It's my favorite link to it in the show notes. You get free shipping using my link. Um, shameless plug there, but it is really good. So yeah, that is my take on that. That those are my answers to your guys' questions. I hope that this episode today is helpful for you. And I hope that it provided you with everything that you needed to move forward, kickstart your fat loss journey wherever you are currently. I hope it was helpful. And if you have any questions on diabetes, weight loss, whatever it is, connect with me over on Instagram. I would love to connect with you there. I'm an open book. So obviously I would love to hear from you and thank you so much for tuning in today. I love you and I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now.